Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Friday the 22nd of October 2021. I'm Dom Knight. Hello, Charles Firth. And Victoria is out of lockdown. Yes, Melbourne, the world's most lockdown city, is finally free. Let's head straight to Dave Milner of The Shot, who's talked to us throughout this epic it's been hell, but now at last it's over. Dave, congrats to you and all in Victoria. <laughs> Can you just muster a little bit of enthusiasm? I have nothing left, Charles. No, that's all you're getting. All right, Dave, it's been a great chat. Congratulations again. No, um, How do you feel, mate? Um, overwhelmed, exhausted, in need of a beer. Is that, is that the first? Are you, surely it's going to be cafe first. Oh, get on the beers is the traditional sentiment yeah. for the end of a Melbourne lockdown. Eggs in the morning, beers not too long afterwards. That's basically the plan. Yeah. Um, and, and are you going to be working? <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. You're yeah. my boss and I'll be working extremely hard. You can be um, the beer yeah. reporter for The Shot. Uh, no, but there's a beautiful piece up there at theshot.net.au. Please check out Dave's um, considered thoughts on all this yeah. as well, by the way. Yeah, it's, and it's called 263 Days Later. Did you think it would be this long? <laughs> In March of 2020, if you told me that I would be spending 263 days in lockdown, I would have moved to Perth. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so you're That's... saying Mark McGowan's approach has been the correct one? Well, tell me you wouldn't have rather have been in Perth this entire time. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, I, someone I know, um, this kind of jet-setting international lawyer type, headed to to. WA for the past like four or five months and it just has been posting pictures of beaches <laughs> and of fun and I've got to say wanting to be in WA for an extended period is a new sentiment to me but it's one that I share. Well I mean, uh, uh, the weirdness of feeling jealousy for Queenslanders oh, that's yeah. been a new feeling for me. And Tasmanians for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh. We feel jealousy for everywhere that isn't here basically mm. which is a new sentiment for us too. <laughs> yeah that's right. So, do you, so just do you still think that Melbourne is the best city in the world, Dave? Um, it's a very good city that has endured an awful lot and doesn't need any sniping from hoity-toity <laughs> city. Hoity-toity <laughs> types at the moment. Thank you very much. Particularly a city which, I mean, some have said probably unfairly might have been responsible for this latest indignity <laughs> and hell that was visited on Melbourne. We we endured it too. And to be fair to Sydney. The vast majority of us were not involved in in any of this. We didn't drive the limo or not order the lockdown quickly enough or hard mm. enough. But look, we we are free together. We're now the mm. the two free cities um, in a lockdown country. Although I would say, uh, under the current New South Wales regulations, Victorians are not allowed into New South Wales yet. So, Dave, it's very nice to have you um, out of lockdown. But um, please do not come up here yet. Okay. I, I'm not in any rush. There are places <laughs> 16 kilometres from here that I would really like to see before I see Sydney. But we will get around to we'll it. We'll get around Absolutely. Because right now, if you go to Victoria, um, I might be out of date with the regulations. But last time I checked, we're, we're welcome. We're actually allowed in. Yeah, we're, in. we're allowed in. Yeah. But there's a 14-day mm. hotel quarantine before you're allowed out, I think. <laughs> well, that was the last time I checked anyway. So we've still got a bit of work to do. But I just can't imagine how good that first tap beer in a pub's going to feel mm. or the first just just frolic knowing that you know no 
no more shit, basically, or much less anyway. Yeah, it's 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 a weird one because we have we have we've had this is our sixth reemergence day, mm. but it's a different one. It's it's an epoch shift. Um, the the possibility that this is the last one is the thing that's making this feel very very different. You know, you've um, now jinxed it. Now that you've said it's the last oh one. Oh dear, it. You're right. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, we are emerging alongside the virus this time, and that will be an adjustment. Um, I guess you guys are used to that. You've done that before. Well, I mean, to be to be honest, and this is the this is the kind of awkward fact about this moment in time, which I suspect will be redressed in about two weeks, is that the case count there is is so much higher than here. It's almost tenfold mm. that I think we we're kind of just waiting for the the penny to drop. Um, so you go out and you kind of think, oh, there's a pretty small chance. It's not a but you just know that it's brewing in the background and you hope your vaccination holds. You hope that people are being sensible, but you suspect they're not. Yep. And I don't know that it's going to be – it's going to be a tough few months, but fucking hell, it's better than lockdown. I've actually taken, Dave, to um, – I carry around a pack of 50 masks in my bag because so few people are wearing masks inside now, especially in my office building – that I hand them out in the lift because people get into the lift and say, oh, you don't have a mask, maybe you want to wear one. Which is the rule, by the way. Yeah, yeah. which is the fucking law. So, anyway. I love it. I appreciate the overzealousness. That's that's how yeah. we've been playing it in Victoria. It's the yeah. way to go. <laughs> well, You'd be Dave, intimidating, Charles, handing out masks to people in an elevator. I reckon that would intimidate me if that, that happened. Yeah. Oh, I cough on them first. <laughs> well, the sooner <laughs> we all right. get it, the sooner we all get it, the sooner we all have immunity. Yeah. But I must say, I can't wait to come down to, to Melbourne. Um, and gloat. And no, <laughs> in all honesty, um, comedy festival next year, um, Melbourne in summer yeah. is a beautiful thing. We, we, so we might all come down and ruin it, I think. So many events early next year. Yet to be cancelled. It's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Look, you've worn your heart on your sleeve for for everyone in Victoria. As far I know, I've never felt more like a Melbourneian than reading your pieces. It's a weird sensation, but I actually really like it. Um, thank you for you know being the emotional Sherpa through so much of this on, on the shot. Emotional Sherpa. That's a new one. I'll add that to the um, to the CV. Thanks, Tom. All right, Dave Milner, don't forget the pieces up. Theshot.net.au, how many days later? Oh, 263 days later. Oh, That's fucking what it is. hell, you yeah. poor bastard. All right. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, coming up on the show, Sammy Shah is going to give his perspective on coming out of lockdown. Yes, which I suspect will be more sardonic, but probably just as heartfelt. Plus, a new segment where Charles tells tall tales and our, inter- and our interns have to work out whether they're true or not. So we're coming up right after Rebecca Day and Amuno in the Chaser Newsroom. The Federal Coalition has shut down an attempt to find out who donated large sums of money to Christian Porter, saying that no good could come from an investigation that could prove Porter innocent or guilty of corruption. 
The Prime Minister said the entire Federal Liberal Party was still in shock after former New South Wales Labor ministers were jailed yesterday for corruption, suggesting that politicians could face consequences for their actions. The Bachelorette has hit a roadblock as it has become clear that all the contestants just want to fuck host Osher Ginsburg. The entire format has been upended after it turned out he was by far the hottest man or woman on set. Peter Dutton has taken a break from accusing the ABC of wasting taxpayer money to demand that MPs be able to use taxpayer money when they sue the ABC for defamation. According to the Mouldy Potato, politicians are completely disadvantaged by the current system as they have to use a blind trust to ruin an unemployed activist's life for calling him a cunt. That's the latest from the Chaser Newsroom. I'm Rebecca De Unamuno, and if any lawyers are listening, I said all that against my will and am not liable for any of it. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on your podcast app of choice. It's time to play the game we call Fiction or Furphy. We have Gabby and Lachlan with us to try and distinguish fiction from Furphy. Hello, both of you. Hello. Hello, hello. And we have Charles Firth, who is going to tell a story. And Gabby and Lachlan have to work out whether it is a furphy, which is something which is true but embellished, mm. or a fiction, something that is the entire product of his diseased mind. <laughs> and, and we're doing this just because we want to, Dom. It's not because mm. Furfy Beer is sponsoring us or anything, is it? Not at all. And uh, it is not as though I have to include the phrases, furphy, unbelievable, mm. and tell you that, Charles, it's time to crack one, tell one. Those are things I would say anyway. Uh, are you two ever considering an acting career? <laughs> well, let's see how plausible Charles is. This one's actually about something that happened at the beginning of this year mm. with Xander. I was making a video with Xander and it was a sort of serial of an attack ad and it was in the style of a sort of old, uh, you know, those old, you wouldn't steal a, your mother's car. Oh, yeah, the front of oh, every DVD. Yeah. yeah, the beginning of DVD. <laughs> or video cassette back before you were born. Like. So we took that form, which was only 15 years <laughs> out of date, went something like, you know, you wouldn't trust your racist uncle, you I wouldn't believe a QAnon rant or something. And then the last one was, you wouldn't buy day old half-price sushi. <laughs> and so we put the video out. It didn't do very well. But the thing that did sort of really spark conversation was the line, you wouldn't buy day old half-price sushi. Lots of people went, no, but that's how I survive. That's where I get all my nutrition from. Half-price mm. sushi from the supermarket is like... The best in the world, right? And I'd always, I don't know whether you've ever been into, like Coles and Woolies, they all have it. Yeah, every sushi bar runs stuff yeah, yeah. out. You just never get that stuff, right? I'm a poor uni student and even I usually avoid it. Yeah, exactly, right. This conversation got me thinking, oh, well, maybe actually it's all right. And so I ended up, okay, well, I might as well, right? And I shit you not, when in the end of the day, so you know, this salmon sushi sort of bento box thing that would be otherwise, I don't know, 11 12 13 $14 was $3.50. And so I took it home, had it for dinner that night, and then at 2 a.m., Ah. Uh, that night, it decided to go through me, at, mm-hmm. and it was literally the worst <laughs> food poisoning I have ever had. Gabby, is this fiction? Has Charles made it up? Or furphy? Is it a true story that's somewhat embellished? I think it's a furphy, but not for the reason you might think. I actually think it's a furphy because I think somebody else in his family got this food poisoning, and it was actually a bad dad moment. 
<laughs> oh, that's very good. <laughs> Lachlan, do you agree? Uh, I'm going to go with Furphy because I, I seem to remember Charles coming in one day and offering me some sushi that he hadn't <laughs> finished, and I didn't question it at all. Charles. No, it's complete fiction. I have never bought half-price sushi from the supermarket, and I never will. He thinks he's too rich for cheap sushi, that magnate. There you go. This has been Fiction or Furphy. Catch you next time. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today is Freedom Day in Victoria after a very, very long time indeed. We talked to Dave Milner at the start of the show for the emotional, heartfelt mm. response but I can't wait to see what Sammy Shah's got to say about the journey over the past months and years, in fact, and the joy and perhaps massive outbreak that lies ahead. Hey, Sammy. Hey. I don't want to get out. I don't <laughs> want to. God, that's I don't, exactly, no, I don't want to get out. 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 I, I'm fine in my apartment. I don't want the rest of the world. I have already had nothing but a shitty week because they've announced this end of lockdown bullshit. I'm, I'm fine. We were fine. You know what? We were fine. We had Zoom. We had Netflix. We had Stan and Disney Plus and all those things. And we had Uber Eats. And we were fine. We don't need other people. We don't need sunlight. We don't need activity. We've established we're fine. What? It sucks. Now I have to go to a barbecue? Fuck that. I hate barbecues. I have to go to a picnic with friends? Fuck picnic. What would this? I didn't. I want this. I want a pandemic. This is not a pandemic I, I was promised. I feel like you've become accustomed to mm. lockdown. I'm, I'm understanding why the caged bird sings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, yes, yeah, some people have pointed out that my reaction to lockdown ending has been very much like that old man in Shawshank Redemption who basically does not like working in a grocery store and ends up carving his name onto the high beam. And let's not go with what happens at the end over there. But, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not adjusting well. I'm not enjoying Look, you know what? Here's what happened. So I have been wearing glasses since the age of six, right? You can see spectacles mm. on my face. They're, yeah. they're humongously mm. thick. These are Hubble telescope level thick spectacles. <laughs> and and since the age of six, I've been wearing them. And finally, finally, this lockdown, you know, you, you this thing you do in lockdown where you contemplate your mortality and you question your life choices. And I was like, why am I wearing these? There's modern technology that allows me to take off my spectacles. So I went and I got the appointment and I was going to get on November 4th and November 5th, one eye and then the next eye, both of them laser surgery, microsurgery done, and they're going to put implant lenses into my eyes and do all kinds of cool bionic shit, and I'd never have to wear glasses again. And I was so excited. I, You know what? I didn't even get headshots taken for any new media opportunities that might one day come my way when finally all the white guys from Chaser die and the rest of us in the country get an <laughs> opportunity to get on fucking television. And you know what? I, uh, they cancel it. They cancel it because they're like, oh we're, oh, we're ending lockdown. There might be too many sick people. So we're redirecting all our medical resources towards the hospital. I don't get to get my laser surgery till God knows when now. I have to continue wearing glasses like a schmuck, like a loser for the rest of my life, so, probably. So, so, so essentially, you, you are, you're against the end of lockdown mm-hmm. because of the pressure it will place on... Hey, hang on, how does it work? The, the, 
I just want to note, can I just point out before we go any further that, Sammy, that just for the record, mm-hmm. Charles and I are not standing in the way of you being on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I let's know. Be very I clear. Know. It's, largely, it's largely Chris, let's be honest. It's that <laughs> fucking jawline of his. It makes him all attractive to TV producers and they keep well, offering well, him. Once you right. take your glasses off, although he has glasses. Have you seen, have you seen, he got a hosting, or not a hosting job. Like no, a, I know. Would I lie to you? It's amazing. There's him, there's Lisa Wilkinson, I believe. There's, um... Fred from, um, what's it called? Um, I'm forgetting the name of their, their troupe now. But yeah, three amazing comedians, who th- uh, performers rather, who thank God they've been given an opportunity because they've never had a chance before to really show how they can fail at a TV show. It's I'm really, excited about this Frank makes, Woodley guy. It must be quite... I haven't heard yeah, of him yeah, before. Yeah. Fred, that's it, Fred Quarterly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it must be quite, quite disappointing or depressing that there's no... People of colour with talent or anyone under the age of 40 in all of Sydney for uh, Channel 10 to cast with. Hopefully they'll have a a racism scandal Mm. during the season. (laughs) And then they'll need to come in and brownwash it for a while. That's right, for two years. Not for too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. just half a season. And then that'll be your big opportunity. It's the only way I get a gig these days. But no, like, look, here's the thing. Um, And I don't mean any disrespect to the... (laughs) Like, you know, to Chris or to Lisa or to Frank slash Fred, because <laughs> in the- I, I love the sort of all white people are the same <laughs> approach to the people who, who are on the Look, show, because it's def- is it's not Lisa, it's Chrissy Swan, isn't it? It's anyway. Chrissy Swan. I don't know. But sure, they're all the same. I hear no, It's not Lisa, it's Chris and Chrissy okay. and Frank. So out Come of, on. So basically, out of all of the talent in Australia... They've got the two white people with the same name as well. They just happen to be different genders. Okay, great. Real diversity casting there, folks. No, look, I don't even care about that show. I'm not going to watch it. No one's going to watch it. It'll last a season. It'll die. That's fine. That's the his birth and rebirth of Australian television. What I care about is the fact that I am not ready to get out of lockdown because I don't want the rest of the world. Because the rest of the world sucks, you guys. It is on fire. It is depressing. You leave your house, chances are Barnaby Joyce is going to start dry humping you no matter who you are mm. or where you are in all of Australia. The entire environment's on fire. There's, everything sucks. And, and now we got to go and meet people and pretend we love strangers and hug our cousins and shit. Fuck that. I don't want to do this. I'm out. I feel like this podcast has actually become a sort of therapy session. I mean, look, you could probably get a rebate. I'm not going to lie. You should consider applying for a medical rebate, yes. And I I like that we are the personification of the things that are wrong. (laughs) We are the the comedy establishment, albeit a particularly unsuccessful quadrant of it. We are Sydney. Look, you are the Um, man. The chase when we are, we are also we are outdoors from your apartment, which sounds like <laughs> that's also something you're not interested in at the moment. Mm. And fair enough, fair enough. We, we they, this thing these things are all true. Mm. But, uh, Look, you guys went. Through. Can I just yeah. can I just tell okay. you, Sammy, mm. the one like because we we've been through uh, getting out yes. of lockdown. I know you've been through it six times. But <laughs> we went through it at the beginning of last week, and and you're right, it's terrible. The hangovers really get you. Mm, the sunburn. Uh, I got sunburned. But, but there was, it was about the third or fourth dinner party in mm-hmm. where I was really going, wow, this is quite a lot of effort to sort of thing. But I also just got this sense of joy come over me. And it was like, it was a feeling that I hadn't had for months and months and months. And it was the joy that you get 
in connecting with other human beings in real time, in person. Charles, it is, and it becomes the meaning. That is the meaning of life, Sammy. Charles, you sound like a Deepak Chopra book right now. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! The world we are we are comedians. We are satirists. We are cynical and bitter. And this cynicism and bitterness has been beaten into us by society. And I am not ready to deal with joy. I am not ready to have sunlight hit my face and feel feel elation. I don't want elation in my life anymore. Can I can I give you the counterpoint? Because I was at the dinner party in question, which Charles hosted, which was enormously kind of him. And it was absolutely terrifying. Um, everyone was so loud and shouty. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was fun in its own way while I was pissed. But then the next day I woke up and I was like, I've got COVID. <laughs> I've definitely got COVID. I've got the coronavirus. I went and got a test. It was negative. I don't fucking know how. Um, and it was harrowing. It was like it was the worst thing that's happened in terms of my stress levels. In months. <laughs> but, yes, I have to admit there was some joy. But uh, keep in, in mind, by the way, you guys went out of lockdown with, I think, what, a few hundred cases a day by the yes. time, right? We had more cases today than we have had at any point in the history of our lockdown. And that is over 2,000-something cases at this point. And that is only going to go up. So even though yes. we are now going out of lockdown because we're all vaccinated, we're all feeling better about a vaccination, we're going to see more cases we're going to see more incidences. The news here will be more alarmist. We're going to see more panic and, and, and yelling and screaming in the media. It's not going to be a happy time. We were fine but, in but lockdown. Isn't, it, isn't, that, isn't that directly your fault, though, Sam? I mean, absolutely. You're, you're, a, perf- <laughs> you're a performer. Mm. And so your whole job is to get people together in a closed room, mm. poorly in, ventilated, in close quarters, and get them to laugh on each other. Like that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you've never been to any of my shows, you, you know, clearly you've never been to any of my shows because, you know, they don't laugh on each other very much when I'm performing. <laughs> but <laughs> I will say this. Um, yes, it's not the best life choice that I have made for others, but you don't become a performer for others. You become a performer because you're a selfish person. And my complete and utter fear and panic that I'm feeling about lockdown ending is purely selfish. And it is the ultimate act of my artistic expression and I feel censored right now by your critique. Right. Well, I mean, but, but, but you were going to perform at the Comedy Republic on, on I Saturday, was indeed, right? and then the Daniel yes. Andrews had a typo. Um, then they, look, that's the thing that I missed the most. I'm a comedian. So what happened? What was what? You tell that story. Okay, I don't so, think anyone knows all right, that so story. This, is, this is a typical Melbourne story, right? This, at this point, and by the way, I'm not an anti-Dan person. I'm not a Dan stan. I think at the end of the day, he's a politician. He, he did a very good job during lockdown of managing Melbourne and getting the best health advice. He also did a very bad job of you know implementing over-policing, some might argue. And at the end of the day, he's a politician. They're all self-serving assholes. So whatever. If anyone is there like just completely fantasizing about a politician, that, that's worrying about their mental health. But regardless, he announced the end of lockdown. He said, these are the things that you can do. And on the things that we could do was entertainment Entertainment venues were open and up until I think 20 people or five people with like 1.5 meter space between them, etc. can go to these and you, venues. And you never get more than about 20 people to your show. I mean, I yeah. like 20 people is when I put all my money in Facebook advertising. So yeah, that's <laughs> out of which 19 of them are comedians using their free passes to get it. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, you know, I, did, I had the thing where all you know, we Comedy Republic contacted me, beautiful venue in Melbourne, one of my favorite venues in comedy oh, in Australia. Yeah. 
India and and they contacted me and said we're open and I we had all caps emails going back and forth because we were like can you believe this we finally get to do comedy in a week in front of live humans it'll be so liberating so exciting and then the very next day it turned out Daniel Andrews has misannounced everything because of a typo there was never supposed to be entertainment venues so all of those gigs have been cancelled again and all that that was my lot I think that was the you know the the straw that breaks the camel's back. That was my mm. straw. That was my last bit of hope. I have given up hope. I have given up aspirations. I have given up belief in the betterment of mankind. And now I want us all to suffer heat death at the hands of an undying universe. <laughs> I think the reason, Sammy, mm-hmm. is that um, every entertainment venue I've ever been to, I've been to probably 50 different venues for comedy in Melbourne over various comedy festivals, they all have his arch nemesis. They all have stairs. Oh, that is true. Yeah, he is every venue vocally anti. He doesn't trust them. Yeah, why would he? They tried killing him last time. They're part of a conspiracy. They're definitely stairs are the quite famously Victorian opposition. So because <laughs> labor is elevated. No, I think they're much bigger than the uh, Victorian opposition. <laughs> Everything's bigger I've than the Victorian opposition. To, to get him out of office. <laughs> yeah, really. Well. Sammy, I hope you can learn to love the next phase. Um, but look, the way the numbers are going, I suspect that uh, this may not be our last lockdown. Like that's so, the uh, other thing. Everyone's going lockdowns over until the next one. Why? Are we, this is, you know what? Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on, shame on me. I think that was the wise words of George <laughs> W. Bush. And that's at right. this point, we're being fooled for the fifteenth time if we think lockdowns ending and we should feel good about this shit. So I'm not. I'm not buying it. I can see through the hoax. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm a truther. And um, and I'm on, I'm on top of this. I know how to handle it. Well, we we had a very emotional chat with with Dave, who was very joyous. Thank you for being such a thorough <laughs> antidote to all that he had to say at the start of the podcast. Well, that's on him. <laughs> I would plug your upcoming live gigs, except there aren't any. But um, you go to Sammy's Patreon and subscribe, and uh, you can see some of his old live gigs and get his uh, news weekly newsletter as well and lots of other stuff that he does. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you very much. And recipes, by the way. Yes, recipes. That's the, the main thing that's taken off for some reason. Is my I'm now suddenly writing recipes. We all transform in lockdown. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Sammy. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Charles, just before we go, I have some outrage for you from Buckingham Palace. Oh, okay. Mm, the highest circles of power in the Commonwealth 
The Queen, 95 years old, mm. mourning her husband, Prince Philip, yes. has been told by her doctors to give up her evening dry martini. Well, that's, I mean, it, but that's what's kept her going all these years. Honestly, if you make it to 95, yes. you can have a fucking tap with martini coming out of her. <laughs> she's mourning. She's, and what do British people do when they mourn? They drink and they repress. Mm. That's what you. That's how you get through. And and anyway, didn't her mother, the Queen Mum, get to one hundred and three or something be, because she had a glass of gin each morning? Yes, it basically pickles the interior of the body. <laughs> yes. And look, I've got the report here from from Vanity Fair, and it's very it's important that the palace official says she's not a big drinker. Okay, she's not so right, she's not yeah. the queen is not a big just drinker. Just a daily drinker. <laughs> she just has a martini every day. Uh, and as, you, as you would yeah. if you had a butler and a She's got her own brand of gin these days, apparently, too. Yeah, you would. It's James Bond's drink. He yeah. can save the world on martini. She yeah. can too. Um so she has the martini. At dinner she usually enjoys a glass of sweet German wine. Mm. And then she has a, a glass of champagne before bed. So what's that? Four standard drinks every mm. single day. That's not a heavy drinker. Uh, well, I mean, it, it kind of is, actually. <laughs> I think by I mean, all accepted medical definitions, she's absolutely <laughs> sozzled. But look, it, it's not mm. a very fun job. I mean, if we, we learn nothing from the crown, mm. being queen no, no. sucks Horrible. shit. Horrible. But you know who I really blame for this? Who do you blame? Meghan Markle. <laughs> <laughs> what's she done now? Well, I, I don't. I haven't really thought the steps through, but I'm pretty sure mm. she is the one to blame for the Queen not being allowed to have her essentially constitutionally enshrined dry martini of a night. It probably is that. It's mm. either that, or if she stops yeah. drinking, she thinks about Prince Andrew. Oh, yeah. Oh, wants to do that. No. Keep drinking, Your Majesty. Our gear is from Rode Microphones, and we are part of the ACAST Creator Network. Now, it's Friday. We were supposed to read out the reviews. There have been some really good ones, actually. Yeah, but they're all too nice. I think we need to sort of do a sharp left turn, still yeah. leave a five-star, mm. but I, I just think people should really concentrate on bagging out Dom next Aye. week. Yep. I so have got a pretty clear ride so far. Yeah. I, I've but I've basically created indifference. <laughs> nothing positive and nothing, nothing negative. Um, sure, go for that. Or just anything. Just be funny. Whatever you like. We just want to read some fun stuff out on the Friday. Uh, I'm off to have a, a dry martini. You know, because that's what the Queen would do. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm having a dry martini too. Not just for the Queen, but for, for everyone in Melbourne. Yes. Drink up. Have a great day. And um, we'll see you next week. If COVID doesn't get you first. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't, don't go outside. <laughs>